Maniglitch City produces far more than the mana gems that drive so much of modern civilization. Maniglitch is also a center of art, culture, and creativity. Some may debate the artistic merit of certain works, but none can deny the popularity of the long-running space opera Captain Shadow. Few live in Maniglitch who haven't heard of the show. Every new season is awaited with excitement and impatience. Decades ago, many episode recordings were lost due to administrative errors. But in Maniglitch City, things thought long forgotten are known to unexpectedly reappear. Hey, uh, everybody. It's another open period, and we'd like to bring you Maniglitch City Underground, but, uh, you see, nobody can find Glenn. We're kind of worried about him. So, if you've heard from him recently, drop us a line, okay? Um, so instead of the Underground, we have something very rare. Years ago, many episodes of Maniglitch's favorite space opera were lost. Some say administrative errors, some say it was a glitch. Tonight, for the first time in 50 years, we will get to hear one of the legendary lost episodes. This audio recording of the performance comes to us courtesy of an anonymous collector. You'll hear it first here. So now, without further delay, Captain Shadow. When we last left the brave crew of the Void Knife, they had arrived at planet X-29 on a quest for Xenonite, one of the rare substances used in the captain's morphic stabilizer. But planet X-29 was patrolled by their old enemies the Rathtonka, and the ship was in for an unfair fight. Captain Shadow, three more Rathtonka battleships have entered the system. Their approach angle will allow them to cut off our escape route. Collie, Captain! They sure mean business this time! Don't worry, Billy. Even six ships aren't enough to catch the Void Knife in a trap. Pilot Jaredin, steer 20 degrees to port and bring us closer into the planet. Gunner, target the ship directly ahead of us and fire the repeater beams. Captain! The target ship has suffered multiple hull breaches and is drifting! But they have launched a cluster of homing torpedoes. Take us down, pilot. Ten kilometers above the planet's surface and accelerate to rank 12. Rank 12 acknowledged, Captain. Captain, we're not designed for that speed in atmosphere. And 
conveyor ships aren't designed for atmosphere at all. We must lose them, first officer. Gunner, keep firing on the closest target. to the bridge. We need someone on that weapons console immediately. Uh, engines out on Rathtaka ships three and five. They're losing control and burning up. Uh, direct hit to drive coils of ship two. Ship two is destroyed, and the other two are retreating. Pew, 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 zap, zap, boom! Billy, young lady, what are you doing at the weapons console? Oh, gosh, First Officer, I'm sorry. You said immediately, and there was no one else on the bridge, so I thought... Uh, golly. At some point, we must discuss how you learned to operate a customized smart link repeater beam cannon. In the meantime, pilot, slow down Trank 5 and take the ship to geosynchronous orbit over the empty city. Yes, Captain. Slow on Trank 5, coming out of atmosphere in three minutes. Signals, once we are far enough away, activate the dark shield. I don't want the Ratonka to be able to find us if they decide to come back. Uh, we only have ten hours of charge and the dark shield batteries at the moment, Captain. Understood. Arvine, have the transbeam text prepare a set of capsules for us. We're going to find out if there really are xenonite crystals down there. And now, a word from our sponsor. A visit to the New York Aquarium at age nine inspired Eugenie Clark, the shark lady, stories to say that Pickering was frustrated at the lab one day and claimed that his housekeeper could do better work than the men he was working with. So he hired his housekeeper, and at the age of 12, her first invention was inspired after seeing an accident at a textile mill. Dr. Anasuya Chinsami Turan was always interested in math and science. Introductions Necessary is a daily podcast presenting a short introduction to notable women and their contributions to STEM fields, both throughout history and in the modern day. From mathematicians in ancient Greece to the women who may head to Mars, we celebrate the work, discoveries, and inventions that women have contributed to our world. Please visit our website, introductionsnecessary.com, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Now that the Rathtonka have been driven away, Captain Shadow assembles a landing party. The captain... First Officer Arvine, Medic Brena, and Billy all enter transbeam capsules to be disassembled and then reassembled in the city below. But what awaits them there? Now, back to the show. It's just what we saw from orbit, Captain. A large metropolitan city without a hint of life or movement. An entire city, empty of living beings. But everything is neat and tidy. It's as if they all left at once, just days ago. Brenna, I was hoping that our scans were mistaken. But it looks like there won't be much for you to do after all. The holy books of the Aetherlord 
tell us of such things, Captain. Entire cultures so wicked that lords wipe them out over an instant. Golly! Doesn't seem like the Ether Lords would have left the architecture standing, though. Where were the Xenonite traces coming from, Arvi? This building up ahead, Captain. Look at all this mage tech equipment. It's like the Void Knife's engine rooms. Testing stands, aura probes. This tall framework looks like a scanner arch. I'm no tech expert, but I can see large ruins of framework that are made from Xenonite crystals. There are enough here to power your morphic stabilizers for months, Captain. Super creepy. It feels like those symbols are staring at me. Billy has a point, Captain. I don't recognize a lot of the runes. They look a bit like portal signs. Engineer Scranton might be able to recognize them. They remind me somehow of the work of the Ancient Ones. Maybe you're right, Greta. Maybe these people were toying things the Ether Lords don't mean humans to know. Captain, you're not taking that seriously. Hey, I think this console over here is running a program. I can't read the display, but over on the side I can see the same creepy runes. You're right, Billy. Let me see if my scrycorder can correlate these runes to known cybercasting symbols. I'm connecting to the console's display feed. Wait, I think I've triggered something. Something's got me. Captain, get away from the ark. The runes are lighting up. I don't like that green color coming from them. Arvine, Brenna, help me. I can't move. I can't get close to you. There's some kind of field. We'll feed again. We're so hungry. So hungry. Something's forming in the arch. Oh my gosh. It's some kind of monster. With horns and claws. And burning green eyes. What are you doing? No, you can't. You mustn't. I can, Captain Shadow. You have triggered the gateway built by the people of this city. They hope to connect their world to a source of infinite energy. But they did not understand their new toy. And they found us. We consumed them at moments. Shoot that thing, Arvine. I've already tried, Brenna. It drained my blaster dry in less than a second. I shall feed on you all. But this one, this being cursed with endless life, endless change. With this one's energy, I, Kragtor, shall pull your ship from the sky and your planets will be my stepping stones. Watch as I take my first fight. No! It's happening. Too soon! What? Oh! It's what's happening! The captain's body! It's distorting! It's changing! It's a morphic event, Billy. The captain's body changes randomly without warning. These Xenite crystals would have held back the change, but whatever that monster is doing has forced it. Brenna, the change. It's steady for the moment. Captain, I'm sorry. I found the symbols for the power feed, but this console won't let me shut down the gate. It keeps showing some kind of error. <laughs> A delicious appetite. There's so much life in you, Captain Shut. 
My people are coming to join the feast. There's more energy to you than all of us combined could consume at once. <sighs> yes. Yes, of course there is. Arvine, stop what you're doing. Do not cut the power to the gate. Captain? Turn it up! Turn the power up all the way. Give this gate the unused power of an entire city. And you, you fiend, take everything you want from me. In fact, take even more! You got it, Captain. An amusing show of resistance, Captain. But you have no idea how much you wait. More food? More, and more, and more, and more, even than you can provide. Yes, come, my people. Come, feed with me. We will... No. No, you can't! No! You did it. Thank you. We did what? How did you get rid of that thing? I'll bet it was the morphic crisis, wasn't it? While Kragtor consumed my previous body's energy, we could see each other's thoughts. Luckily, it wasn't very interested in any part of me it couldn't eat. You got the meaning of the old runes from Kragtor's mind, didn't you? Yes. And I realized civilization here had almost gotten it right. They nearly tapped into the infinite energy they wanted, but they didn't use enough power to reach the correct etheric frequency. They couldn't do it, really. But now, you could use the city's power. Plus, the energy of the monster was pulling from your prices. You connected infinite hunger to infinite energy. I couldn't tell you exactly what just happened to Fractor and to his people, but I don't think they will be bothering anyone else for a long, long time. Long enough even for you, Captain? Let's get back to the transbeam capsules. I'm sure that Engineer Scranton will be excited at the chance to pull this arch apart for the Xenonite. Tell him to cut all the power first. And a prayer or two wouldn't hurt. Ollie! Captain Shadow, please respond. This is an emergency. This is the captain. What's going on? Hey, Captain, the Rathogger are back. And something from the surface has drained the ship's dark field batteries. The enemy can see us. We are taking damage. The transbeams are out. Signals. If Scranton can't get those transbeams working again in ten minutes, you are ordered to use... The Psycho Bomb! Will Engineer Scranton repair the transbeams in time? Will Captain Shadow return to the Void Knife before it is destroyed? And will the crew have to use the mysterious Psycho Bomb? To find out, tune in to our next episode of... Captain Shadow! The voice of Maniglitch City Underground today was Chris Griffith as Slippery Adam. Maya Krilovna voiced Princess Swiftstorm as our narrator. This episode's special guest stars included Barb Fisher as First Officer Arvine, Kara Dennison as Billy, Mako Allen as the first Captain Shadow, Chris Impink as Signals, Eric Thomas as Pilot Jaredin, Michael Cool as Medic Brina, Mark Mandolia as Cragtor, 
Onizumi Hartstein as the second Captain Shadow, and Michael O'Brien as the announcer. Episode 23, Unexpected Options, was written by Michael O'Brien and script edited by Maya Karlovna. Our theme music is Crime of the Century. Captain Shadow's theme music is Redemption. Both are by Consortium 499 on the web at ReverbNation.com slash Consortium 499. All other content is copyright 2015 to 2016 Glitch City Media. Visit our website at managlitch.com for more information about the city and links to our podcast archives. If you have questions about the world of Managlitch City, email them to glen755 at managlitch.com or leave them as comments on our website and we may use them in a future episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a positive review on iTunes. It helps a lot.